4: Hey, if you want to listen to the full Burt Show every day, uninterrupted, we got no ads on that thing, all you have to do is become a bonus BS subscriber. That's bonus Burt Show. Find out more at theburtshow.com slash bonus BS. The Burt Show. At some point yesterday, I said to myself, self, so this is my life, huh? <laughs> <laughs> this is where we're at now. It is. As a middle-aged man. Uh-huh. Stood there amongst his peers in a diaper.
3: Yes.
4: (laughs) So this is
3: my life. It is.
4: This is our life. And it was for a good cause.
3: It was for a fantastic (laughs) cause. So I just wanted to thank everybody again for stepping up for Helping Mamas. They are a nonprofit. They are the Baby Bank Supply of Georgia. They were doing um, a campaign to fill their warehouse with diapers. And you, the Burt Show fam, came through so huge. We had different goals With each goal you hit, a different birth show member would pose in a diaper in a photo. (laughs) You guys blew all of those goals out of the water. We were shocked when you donated over $52.000 thousand diapers to helping mamas, which they told me yesterday helps 2,000 babies.
4: Yeah. And let's not get it twisted here. This is not some huge organization Mm-mm. that gets 50,000 diapers every day. This was a very, you made an impact. You
3: made a huge yeah. impact. And we're actually going to talk to Jamie, the CEO and founder later on today, so she can really paint the picture of what you guys accomplished. Um and so I know I put everybody on the spot because I recorded you without your knowledge and said that you were <laughs> going to be in on this, but everybody did it. And I think our listeners are proud of us. I'm proud of everybody for doing it. Um, that was like, that was old school radio at its finest. Uh,
4: you definitely manipulated us well, uh,
3: for, for a good cause.
4: So. I it's, mean, because how can you on the radio go, no, I'm not going to be in a diaper if uh, like there are thousands of kids that aren't going to have diapers. You can't say no to that publicly.
3: I mean, you could, but
5: it you, would, you It can't. would. yeah, I, I put you in. A in a possible
6: position. <laughs> so you're welcome for that.
5: <laughs> My favorite part was when we had left it literally the day before the drive was to end. We were like twenty five hundred and change away from Abby posing, and then we had like another five k after that to get ten, the, another ten k. No, five oh no, k. Right. You're not right. So seventy five hundred to get the whole cast to pose. So I'm like, we'll be lucky if mm-hmm. we eke out Abby posing, but like. Bert, Kristen, and Mo, still good enough. That's a ton of diapers. So I roll in, unshowered, unshaved, unmade up, unwashed hair. I'm like, yeah, cool. we we'll gonna take some photos of them today. <laughs> they have to pose in diapers. And Kristen's like, 52,000 diapers. <laughs> and I was like, whoa, no. No, that beats
3: all of us. Let's, let's go ahead and acknowledge our MVP, Mr. Tommy. Oh, oh yeah. Oh,
4: yeah. Let me tell you something about Tommy Owens here. Well done, dude. So Tommy, Kristen, and I kind of grew up in the old school way of radio, right? And that was... You put
3: your body on the line, baby. You
4: do what you got to (laughs) do. Mental health was not an issue back in the day. You did what you had to do, right? So we got this diaper idea, and everybody was like sheepish about showing some skin there, showing some skin there. Tommy comes out there and just... What do you even call that tie there? You
3: know? Oh, what is that old school where you like pull up your shirt and tuck it
5: in? The bridge?
7: it's like like you take it and you go <laughs> under and then you bring it back over to make a little tie. Damn, you owned a it, dude. sexy yeah. tie. You sexy own time. it, bitch.
4: Owned it. Uh, I thought um, I put a little cherry on top. (laughs) Yes, you did.
3: That was cherry, that was whipped cream, that was sprinkles, that was all of it, baby.
4: Uh, I couldn't match Mo's enthusiasm yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) Which is captured, we might have captured it in one, two, three. All of the photos yep, that we took. One. His lack of enthusiasm for this one was just through <laughs> the roof. I did it. Yeah. <laughs> Got it done. Well, you, you have the most
8: to gloat about. I couldn't figure out
4: why you were uncomfortable.
8: <laughs> How do you figure that?
4: I saw the picture with the
3: pants. <laughs> the sweaters.
8: I, I have to go home so to my friends and family and community. It's not fun. It's not a fun day. But I did it. It was r- I do
3: feel like you get unnecessarily more crap than everybody else, and I don't understand why, and I don't think it's fair. It's because I'm black. See, but I don't think that's fair. I don't, I
4: don't think that's it. I think it's because you just didn't own it. No, no, no.
3: no. It's because I'm it's black.
8: Is it different it's in the, com- the community? Really? If you yes. look at
3: his DMs compared to our DMs, when it was for such a good cause and helps out so many, I, I really do, like, I want you to send every single one my way so I can give them the Mama K what for. Oh, I wish
6: what did the DMs look
8: like for you? Oh, uh, it's rough.
6: It was. Wow,
8: yeah, what? yeah, really? really? Yeah. I'm, yeah, fill me in. It's a it's a culture thing. It's like um how do you explain this? You don't uh, make yourself look to look like an idiot. You look like a clown. Yeah, to black people because um it's like it's been kind of since the beginning of time. It's as if when black comedians make it or become a success story, they they force them to like wear dresses and to do things that they don't necessarily want to do in mm-hmm. order to make people laugh. And you're looked at as a clown. Like you're you're going over there and doing this for white people. They don't see it like uh, oh, you're going out your way to help the kids. Is it's you just looked at it as like you're dancing for the white people. You're a clown. Oh man, I'm so sorry. I did not yes. even think about those cultural things when we do those things. You know? Yeah. Because
4: I, I, I don't have that experience. I'm sorry. You got to go through that, man. You would think good. that we'd be above that.
8: You but would I think. Not, yeah. But like Dave Chappelle made it a thing once when he said that he wouldn't put on a dress for the movie because of what they did to like uh, Marlon Marlin, uh, Marlin Waynes and Martin Lawrence and Jamie Foxx and the list goes on. So ever Gosh. since then, it's been like a, a point to make of in the black community that you don't do these things to embarrass yourself or to clown yourself for the entertainment of others. So was your uncomfortableness
4: yesterday, which you really can not see in the pictures, was it because you knew you were going to get crap for it?
8: Absolutely. It was. I mean, we live like Man. a woman week. I learned that lesson. Right. So I was like, OK, it's been a while. I've been able to escape the old ones, but here comes the new. And I mean, I literally had to turn my phone off yesterday. And people didn't care that it was for helping out kids. Not at all.
3: Damn. I mean, and see, that's why that infuriates me because it'd be one thing if we just made you do it. This was a team thing. We all did it together in well, solidarity. We're allowed to be
4: corny because we're white. Yeah,
3: apparently. <laughs> but it's like, this helps babies of all colors, of all ethnicities, of like all diversities and... It's, it, it made such a huge impact for this organization. And I don't think what people understand, had we not put that on the table we might have gotten half the diapers that we did. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. So, it definitely pushed and, and made an impact. So, for people to not even slide into your DMs, but to text you, and I get the history of it. I, I sincerely do, and I and I hate that for you. I hate that for the culture. I just wish people could see beyond that and realize what an awesome thing you did to help put diapers on 2,000 babies.
8: I'm with you. I wish they saw it like that, too. One day, I think it'll happen, but for now, you just deal with it. It's no big Deal. Was it deflating for you? It is a big deal. Dollars? I
3: can tell by yeah. your
8: face, it's a big yeah, yeah, deal. I like, I yeah, I mean, it's just you. Uh, it's- It's not really a big deal in the grand scheme of things. In the end, it'll all blow over. It'll be done. It's just for a few days, I got to go through dealing with having to turn my phone off, and it's pretty annoying, because sometimes it doesn't even come from people who are trying to drag it out. It could be your own family and friends, thinking that they're just doing something cool by making fun of you, but Mm -hmm. it becomes to the point where you start to realize that whenever you do really cool things or really good things, they don't reach out at all. But the moment that you do something Mm -hmm. to where you feel embarrassed, all of a sudden, your phone is blowing up. So it just it's annoying. It's all it is. Damn. I'm sorry you had to go through and feel that at all yesterday because you did such a
4: great thing. I appreciate Anna. it.
5: I'm also sorry you don't have support from those people when you do do cool things and they don't reach out, but they only reach out when you have been embarrassed or humiliated in some way.
8: You start to realize that after yeah, a while.
5: Yeah, you kind of want to be like, cool, how many diapers did you donate? How many babies did you, you know, put diapers on today? None, so shut your mouth.
4: Exactly God. that. I, I guess in some ways, e- even though we've been working together for so long, you know, I'm still so naive in some ways because I would have never anticipated even a a molecule of negativity on doing something like this. So it bums me out, yeah, man. I'm didn't. so sorry.
3: I didn't get one DM about it.
4: Me neither. Anything except positive stuff. Yeah.
8: Well, y'all do it for me. Okay? Enjoy, <laughs> enjoy the win for me. But now, it's all good.
6: I
3: seriously, if there is like, a, if if there another bit here, because I, as a mama, am getting fired up, I seriously want you to send me not of your like the people you know because you can handle them but any listener in your DM giving you crap about doing this I want to respond to them yeah, and be like how dare you does
4: it is Does that even fly? Like, okay, so Kristen's mad, so white woman is going to go ahead and chew you out in the black community for? Oh, when I say it like
3: that, never mind. It's it's kind of like bringing
4: your mom to school (laughs) to fight for
6: you. (laughs)
4: <laughs> I'm sorry you have to go through yeah. any. I would have never seen that coming. I am so sorry. Matt. It's all good. Uh, Abby, thank you for your participation yesterday also.
1: Of course. I did feel a little exposed. <laughs> I had no idea those diapers were so scandalous. Yes.
3: <laughs> I,
1: I came out wearing my Taylor Swift sweatshirt because it covered my high <laughs> Because you know, I definitely
3: felt a little double-cheeked up uh,
6: in my adult diaper. I kept telling
3: myself, people see more on a beach. People see more on oh, a yeah, beach. People right. see more on a beach. Cassie, you owned it now? For a woman that,
4: you know, yesterday you did this segment about being self-conscious, about going to your high school reunion. Man, you walked out there yesterday and you owned your look yesterday. And thank Rebecca you. came back. She wasn't even feeling great yesterday. I know. She didn't do the show. She came back to be in it also. And she's told us how she's feeling about her body these days as well. So oh. for everybody that did it, thank you.
5: I can't speak for Rebecca, but that was not my first rodeo with adult diapers. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> so again, look, the... Um, giving, Cassie
3: had a baby, yeah. in case you didn't oh, know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's actually had two. That's yeah. why. <laughs> I wore them after
4: birth. <laughs> um, so for those of you that didn't know anything about helping mamas, this doesn't mean that you don't have to donate now. That, that yeah. We hit the finish line. They're never hitting the finish we line. We did.
3: If you're impressed with the photo, um, you can go to helpingmamas.org and make a donation of any kind. They would be more than grateful to help out our community, our kids, and moms in need.
4: And I want to give Kristen credit. This was all her, her idea. She teamed up with the helping mama she's the one that's only one that
6: comes at your life
4: but you get you get the win on this one thank you the Burt Show.
8: Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Burt Show's entertainment buzz.
1: Lizzo tearfully accepted a humanitarian award amidst all this lawsuit controversy. So if you've somehow missed it, Lizzo was recently sued by some of her former dancers for a hostile work environment. And I can tell that it's been really tough on Lizzo because, I mean, prior to that, she had a pretty much spotless reputation for activism and being just kind of like, you know, like an overall good celeb we would think it's so body thought, positivity body positivity all the good stuff and so when all this came out it was pretty shocking so she was recently uh or she recently accepted an award um that praises her for a lot of that work and a lot of people are you know kind of giving a little bit of side eye because of all the controversy but her dancers the big girls and the big boys got up on stage and were actually the ones to present her with this award and show them and show the world how much they love Lizzo So they're standing by her, and Lizzo, I mean, the entire time they were up there, I mean, she is literally holding back the tears. You can tell the last couple of months have been absolutely brutal for her. So
4: I think canceling is being denied here for Lizzo. Uh, it, It appears to me, especially with this outpouring of love from most people, that I think you have to remember this from any organization also. Who knows how many men and women have worked on the set or on concerts or in her business, man? Let's call it Hundreds, okay? It probably takes hundreds. So when... You are never going to have any company where you have 100%, what's the word I'm looking for, sort of?
3: Satisfaction. Satisfaction rate.
4: But nowadays, if you're unhappy or you feel like you got the raw end of the deal, you can go on social media and you could try to ruin people. So let's say it's five or six people or seven people out of the hundreds that she has dealt with and dealt with in a fine way. They make a very loud voice now. So when you hear the reaction, the others coming out going, that was not our experience at all. I think you got to listen to
1: that. Exactly. And she seemed to really, really feel that and take that to heart when she got up on
3: stage, because when she accepted this award, I mean, you could just feel the emotion in her voice. (laughs) So if I can just tag on to what you said, and I I do agree with what you said, but I want to add, I think it also depends on the severity of the accusation, because you can date a thousand women and treat all one great but if mm. there's one that you do something unspeakable to sorry that doesn't that that, it, that one doesn't get negated just because you dated 999 the right way.
4: Right. I mean, you're talking about an unspeakable event. Yes, unspeakable am unspeakable so acts. I think that's different than what we're talking about here and perception is. of how they were treated. I just know how some but people yes.
3: listen and they only hear what they want to hear, so I wanted to have us covered. <laughs> we can't cover them all, man. Oh, we can certainly try. <laughs> okay, Kelly Clark said she was on her way to Soundcheck
1: uh, an iHeartRadio awards show, and she passed a street performer who was crushing some Tina Turner, and this street performer actually asked her to sing not having no clue who (laughs) Kelly Clarkson was and they have like this sweet embrace it was so cool so I kind of hope at some point Kelly like I don't know brings this woman up on stage and maybe they do a little Tina together I
4: don't even think that the street performer realized it I think as people were starting to take pictures around and video around I think somebody said who she was and that's when the street performer's like
7: oh I guess it is (laughs) the street performer
4: was like you're really gonna make it
7: (laughs) (laughs) You You should do this for a living.
4: You should go on American Idol.
1: (laughs) People are hoping Taylor Swift will help the Chiefs make one major change off the field, and it's got nothing to do with Travis Kelsey. It's on your next eBuzz on The Burt Show.
7: The Burt Show.
3: Abby, I was shocked last night. Oh, because you watched the (gasps) Naked and Afraid dating show? Oh, my God.
6: (laughs) (laughs) Was it all you
3: imagined and more.
4: Way more. <laughs> way more. So the show is called N- Naked, Naked Attraction, Attraction yeah. right? Oh my god, you guys. So And it's at- on
3: Max, right?
4: I think so. I don't even know what's on. It's unmasked, yeah. because yeah.
3: They can show their dinglings. Yes.
4: So it's a dating show. <laughs> it's
3: not on L ABC.
1: Tease, Abby. <laughs> did you just swap <laughs> yes, it like she, a yes, cat with a toy? No, yes. I was doing. I was doing like
5: a. Are like, kitty, Kitty? No, no. Like this is it? But it's just it's it's dangling. I know why she's single. <laughs>
4: well, there were some that were dangling way more than others. But here is the format of the show. All right, girl comes out. And uh, the host asks her what she likes, what she doesn't like. And everybody on the show is about to get naked anyway. But before you see their face or meet them or anything like that, they're in like these booths, right, that have a door. And the door starts at first. The host will say, "Okay, let's see the bottom part of your potential date. And they raise the door just above
1: The groin? The groin. So
4: (laughs) you can't see their faces. You can't see anything except their Uh down-unders from the waist down. And these dudes are just standing there while the camera goes from... Dude number one weenie to dude number two weenie all the way down the line.
3: Are you sure you weren't watching porn?
4: Dude, I'm telling you, man. (laughs) I am telling you, it was shocking to watch. (laughs) I have never seen anything like this. So the dudes are just standing there, and they're not asking questions or anything, but the woman that is going to choose the date goes from door to door
8: critiquing no. The dudes
6: no, she made Come on. No. Are you kidding me?
8: I am not kidding you, you guys. And they gotta stand there and just listen to it. Yes, <laughs> and you can't see their face or anything.
4: <laughs> but I mean, she'll go right up to like one of the dudes and go, Yeah, not girthy enough. Yeah. <gasps> wow. See
3: Mo, there's worse jobs.
6: <laughs> 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 she bringing out the measuring
4: tape or what? <laughs> and they're standing there naked. And again, you can't see their face or anything above. And then they eliminate somebody in the first round. So oh. if she doesn't oh. like his job. If she doesn't like his junk, the door comes up. <laughs> <laughs> He's standing there naked. He comes out to greet her, hugs her. He's naked. <laughs> She's not. Yeah. And then walks off the set. And then the door comes back up a little bit. So now you can see their abs, and now you can see everything underneath that.
3: Like from the pecs down?
4: Yep. Um, but they're still standing there, just completely wow. and totally naked until there is just one dude left. And then she, the date, has to get naked also.
3: When does she get naked?
4: At the very end of the whole thing, after she picks a dude.
3: She picks a dude, then she gets naked.
4: Now, I only got 15 minutes into it. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I'm not exactly sure it's what That's all
3: happened.
5: you needed? I was... <laughs> 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 <laughs>
4: That's all I need, and I was reminded why I hate body. Hair.
8: Thirteen minutes longer than I would have.
5: <laughs> like ever since I was a kid, there's been the urban legend of sorority sitting down and like circling parts on their sisters' bodies with sharpies mm-hmm. and critiquing it, and how that's so bad and so awful. and We should, and I agree. This show is like. That it's, without the Sharpie. It, but you can't get mad at them. Thing. They
3: subject, they knew what they were getting themselves into. Well, I'm mad at the company. Like,
5: that's mm, mm,
4: 2023. So I didn't watch it past the 15 minute mark, but in the commercials and the trailers for it, then it's reverse roles.
3: As you already say, it's only fair.
4: So women have to stand there. I will see this tonight. Uh, <laughs> women have to stand there with just everything from. Naked from the waist down while a dude critiques them one by one. Uh -uh. And I'm assuming gets the same action as the woman did the day before. It's a shocking show because in a lot of shows when you see frontal nudity, it's really, really quick. Uh, No, these cameras are right up close and you see everything while everybody is just standing there. They're zooming in. They're zooming in. I wonder how cold it was in that room, too, for a guy. They might have had some of those doors colder than others. (laughs) That's all I'm saying. But it is kind of intriguing because as you're looking at their junk or whatever, you're like, I wonder what this guy's face looks like. So you can't help but be gripped to it just to see.
3: If the face matches the junk?
4: Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And in a lot of cases... It does not. <laughs> no. Oh, yeah.
3: really? Are you surprised at how, like, all the different types and varieties?
4: I haven't seen a whole bunch in my life. I'm going to yeah. be honest with you, right? Uh, I was very proud of the short king, though, um, who showed up really, really well. I was not expecting oh. uh, that body type for that part of his body. Uh-huh. Oh,
8: because you don't know how tall they are either. Uh-huh. Yeah. You can
3: kind of tell, though. I would imagine when the boxes lift and you can see how long their legs are. If one box oh, got raised scary. here, 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 and the uh-huh. other one's like, boop.
8: <laughs> right. That makes sense. It, Unless
3: he's got a real long torso.
4: <laughs> <laughs> it is seriously the most shocking dating show I've ever seen in my life. Did you Abby.
1: watch it, Abby? No, I haven't watched it yet. Mondays are my hard days, so I never really have like yeah. a, no uh-huh. pun intended, uh-huh. <laughs> talk for <from> Bert, too. <laughs> it was, it was. (laughs) It was anything but it might be tonight, but
3: they were dangling (laughs) in.
7: Last night was intimidating. Tonight, I'll enjoy more. To all the parents (laughs) taking their kids to school
3: right now, my sincere apologies. You're welcome.
7: (laughs) The Burt Show.
4: Hi, right, Katie, could you yeah. bounce back from a really, really, I don't want to say bad first impression because you made a great first impression, but you played the game too well. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and I think I'm just getting in the way of my own dating life at this point. You know, I just have to accept that I might be single forever because I'm the problem now. And that's what happened when I met this woman out at a, at a bar Met her Instantly was like Oh my gosh And she was like You're gorgeous And I was like Girl first I need to know If you're gay or not And then she confirmed it So I was like Alright cool Let's exchange numbers And it seemed like It was like A perfect like First meet up Of wanting to Get to know one another And so After texting her I only texted her like, good morning. But Hmm. then I was in my head, I was like, I should play this game of hard to get,
4: which was stupid. It was too late at that point, though. I mean, you already said good morning.
0: (laughs) Hard to get is over at that point. I don't know what I was thinking. But then she responded back. You know, to my good morning message, and then I was like, I'm gonna wait like six hours and text her back. By she the time I text her you, back, it she was... asked you to do something, right? Yeah, we were supposed to go out. <laughs> and yeah, I just wanted to wait and be like, all right, I'm gonna wait to the end of the day. Now I understand
4: your mentality, though. I don't want to seem too eager or too desperate. So if she asks me out, I don't want to immediately hit her back because then she'll think I'm free all the time. And you don't want that. So I get where you're coming from.
0: Exactly. So that's I just wanted to you know not do all too much too soon and. Also, there's already the stereotype with lesbians that this whole U-Haul thing that we move way <laughs> too fast. So <laughs> I didn't want to be that lesbian that moves way too
3: fast. But don't you want to match energy? Like you said, good morning, and then she hits you back. So why not just match energy?
6: I
0: next time. Yeah, right. next time. Yeah. It's it's. I'm learning. Let's just establish the
4: common sense of it. Like, you can't play hard to get after first thing in the morning saying good morning. (laughs) Absolutely (laughs) not. The window is closed. Mm -hmm. I
0: I know. And so I just didn't know if I was going to be able to bounce back, but you all encouraged me Mm -hmm. to send a message. Mm
4: -hmm. And the only thing we thought might be appropriate was, hey... And just come clean, like, hey, I was playing a game there. I am so sorry. This is not me. I'm so sorry. Can I have another shot at this?
8: Yes. Because right, what happened again after you, you did end up texting her and she ghosted you? Yeah, she never said okay. anything back.
0: After I waited six hours to text her, mm-hmm. I responded back okay.
8: and I never heard from her again. Mm-hmm. All
0: right. So before
3: you finish the story, mm-hmm. Abby, if this happens to you and um, a guy that you met and you text good morning, like just like this, and then he goes or he doesn't text you for six hours, text you you don't respond and then he hits you up with like listen I was just trying to play a game I didn't want to be like too eager blah 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 does that is that a red flag or would you give him a chance can I be honest I
1: love radical honesty. Like, I love people breaking the fourth wall with themselves and kind of just being like, listen, like, this is where I was coming from. This is what I was feeling. I get really frustrated in conflict if I feel like we're arguing about one thing, but you're really arguing internally with something else. Mm -hmm. And so for me, if a guy came to me with that kind of honesty and just kind of like letting me in on his thought process. I'd be so turned on, seriously. I'd be, where are we going?
0: <laughs> and I have this problem where once I feel like I've embarrassed myself, especially in front of a woman that I'm interested in, I'll disappear. Like, I'll just go ghost. I'll go silent or whatever. And I'll just try to hide and get over my embarrassment somewhere in a corner. And so, <laughs> I really did not want to text her because I felt like I've already embarrassed myself Why go back and do this. However, at Abby's first podcast, live podcast, right? There was a couple listeners that came up to me. Okay. It's like, Katie, I heard the show. Mm-hmm. Are you going to text her? Mm-hmm. Are you going to text her? Mm-hmm. You text her? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got to text her. And, <laughs> and I was like, well, I don't know. They was like, text her. And I was like, okay, I, after two drinks, I'll text her. Oh, you did it right there during yeah. the live podcast. Yeah. Well done. <laughs> so so I heard that it was at my live. Yeah, it was.
1: <laughs> yeah.
4: Because so, you were about to play hard to get with yourself.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was not going to do it. So then I had my two drinks. And here come the listeners. Katie, I saw you have those drinks.
6: (laughs) (laughs) It's time to text her.
0: And I was like, I can't run from them. So they're like, you got to do it right now, right now. And so then I texted her. Now, I didn't know what I was going to say and how honest I was going to be. So I just said, well, I guess playing hard to get backfired with the, like, meme from Michael Scott from The Office. Mm -hmm. Yikes. Mm -hmm." She responded back. She questioned it, you know, with the question mark, like, what do you mean? And then that's when all the word vomit just came out. Okay. And I was like, okay, look, I was getting my head overthinking. And then I thought that if I took all this time and not responded, blah, blah, can we just start over fresh? Oh. And she said yes. Yeah. yes.
6: All right.
0: Okay. Yes. yes. And then did you ghost her? No, <laughs> no this hey, weekend man. we have a yes. date. We actually <laughs> set up a date for this weekend.
4: Okay. So.
0: There's a second chance. Ah, look at that.
4: Yeah, Abby, I think you said it really, really well there. Like oh, when you're absolutely. like 100% honest, mm-hmm. like, look, I was a real D-bag here. Uh, I was playing a game. How could she not think that that's endearing? Exactly. So we'll see how this date goes. Well. Wish me
0: luck.
6: Well played.
4: What are y'all going to do? Yeah.
0: I have no clue yet. Okay. Right. I, just, I just asked her availability and Thank I have you. not planned anything yet. Okay. okay. We'll figure it out.
4: Well <laughs> done. Well done. There's a lesson you. to be learned there for sure. <laughs> The Burt Show.
3: I recently, you all came on the air and shared your deep dark secrets for a hundred bucks. There were so many of you because you know cold hard cash was involved. That uh, we recorded some of those during a commercial break, and we have saved them for our bonus BS. Uh, you can go to the dot com slash bonus BS. I will give you a warning. One dude shared his deep dark secret, and the math wasn't mathing, and we had to call BS on him, mm-hmm. and like, nah, bruh, yeah. you you ain't getting that, 100. <laughs> $10. Yeah. Please.
4: Plus minus plus plus minus equals felony. I think. <laughs> so I, yes. I think that he was trying to uh-huh. like approximate yeah, ages.
3: We wanted deep dark secrets, but not ones that made us feel like we were accomplices. <laughs> so you can go to theburschow.com/slash/bonusbs and check it out.
4: Uh, she can't figure out why things are going so well in her marriage, so he must be cheating, <laughs> and, she, and she wants us to get to the bottom of it. Okay, uh, this is the email that we got for to catch a cheater or the roses. Yo. Uh, Over the past couple of years, my marriage hit a really rocky patch. We were both always annoyed with the other person. We argued all the time. One of the issues that we would fight about was our sex life. My husband seemed to want it a lot more than I did. It would often cause a lot of tension. I wanted us to go to couples therapy and work through our issues, but we never did. At our lowest moments, I was convinced we were headed for divorce, but... In the past few months, it's been a drastic change. Can't put my finger on what changed, but my husband is suddenly more careful, or cheerful, I should say, and seems less annoyed with me. (laughs) Our arguments have significantly decreased, and the pressure for sex has nearly disappeared.
3: Maybe he got on meds. Hmm?
4: (laughs) While part of me is grateful, another part of me can't help but feel uneasy. I started wondering if this change in his behavior might be because he found somebody else and is having an affair. I find myself overanalyzing his every move, looking for signs and second-guessing everything. Is it possible that he's cheating and that's why he seems so, quote-unquote, content now, or am I just being paranoid? It feels like a damned-if-you-do, damned-if-you-don't situation. But because I'm relieved if we aren't fighting as much, but I'm also worried that we aren't fighting mm-hmm. as much. So help me figure out my marriage seems to be better because he's already moved on. <laughs> now, I am curious hmm. if any of you guys listening, anybody at all in our 25 cities that thought that, okay, he must be cheating because things are going too well in our relationship. One eight five five 855
3: Well, Well, if there's a drastic change in somebody's mood or behaviors, that's going to be cause for alarm. Even if they are for the better, especially if you have not done anything to alter that mood or behavior. It's one thing if you are in a relationship and you're in a marriage and the two of you were butting heads, like, you know, Bart and I were going through a tough time, but we worked on it together. We both made adjustments and now we're in better places and we're happier because we know each other has made alterations to to be better partners for mm-hmm. each other. But if you haven't done anything and you are still the same old annoying you, but all of a sudden Mm -hmm. he's like on cloud nine, I don't, Mm. I don't begrudge her for thinking something has to be up.
4: Maybe he just wrote a book about being happy. Well, then he should (laughs) have shared. So why is he, he
3: should share. Yes, thank you.
1: Yeah, here's a wild thought. What if he just did some internal work on his own and realized I don't actually like arguing with my, with my wife about certain things. I feel like I am putting too much pressure on her for the sex. What if I just take a step back, look at myself, and and what I can improve? So, I mean, maybe he's not stepping out. Maybe he just really is uh, going through like a self a, a self help journey, if you will. Maybe he did find a book, and I don't know. I, I don't. It doesn't seem like this would be a that much cause for alarm to think that he's actually gonna blow up your marriage
8: I feel like I hate that. I'm I'm gonna say this because I, I do I don't like the fact that I've been in a relationship before where I just was in a mental place and I just needed to go through something And I feel like every time that has happened to me My partner assumed that it was because it was another woman and it never was I just <laughs> really was going through something but in a case like this where it seems like his change has been so drastic and so quickly and out of nowhere I I can't be mad at the fact that she thinks that it could be because somebody else is in the picture. We have had men and women on this show over the course of the last 20 years
4: that said that while they would never tell their significant other this, that their affair led to a better marriage, that their significant other never knew about it, but they realized at that point, what they needed and they felt loved and then demanded it from their husband or wife. And it made their relationship better.
3: And let's go go ahead and call out the obvious. There's a lack of communication here. Mm. Like when you see changes in your partner for the better or for the good, like you talk about it and be like, Hey, I've noticed that you've just, you seem to be in a really good place. And I'm just curious, like, what have you been working on? What have you been doing? Because I would like to, I would like to be there with you as well. Mm. Like, you don't have to come down on them for being a happier, better version of themselves, but, like, open dialogue mm-hmm. within your marriage should be encouraged. And he'd
4: probably be very honest and say, I just got myself a new side piece. <laughs> and it's really, really helped out a lot, but I'm glad you're digging the results, wifey. Uh, Sarah wants to be on the voice disguiser, so let's give her what she wants. Hey, Sarah, good morning.
6: Good morning.
1: Uh, um, well, my ex has. I noticed a change in his behavior as well. Um, one change, he started using Iris Spring. that's like a huge red flag.: right? mm-hmm.
0: And then, And
1: then also,
0: um, I just noticed
1: he was I don't know how to say this on the air, but his um, private parts smelt different.
3: Smelt different. They, they started <laughs> washing. Them.
1: They smelt or they felt different. No, they smell
4: different. They smell different. Mean,
1: I think most women know what they smell like. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. And, yep. They, and yep. they can pick up yep. if it
3: smells like someone else.
6: Gotcha. Yes. Oh, it, oh, wasn't was from, oh, okay.
3: it wasn't a cleansing thing. It Got was it. a lack of cleansing. Gotcha.
4: gotcha. Isn't, there, isn't there a parody song about that? where she's singing to him, let me smell. Oh, yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that was the first tip-off right there. Okay. Why is Irish spraying okay. the cheater soap?
3: It's not the cheater because
8: soap. Because I, I use it,
3: Irish.
8: I spring. have, too. Uh,
6: uh-oh. Why is that, Sarah?
1: Well, because it's very strong. It has a very heavy fragrance. So if you're trying to cover something up, yeah, Irish spray. I
4: respect I just want oh. to smell good. Oh,
6: really?
4: <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay. Man, there's a whole bunch of yeah. dudes going out and getting dubbed today. <laughs> <Yeah>.
6: <laughs> Unscented.
4: I'm Unscented. just trying to cover up stank. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so huh. we'll test her man, who has been a great husband, and that that's weird for her. So there must be something going on, so we'll <laughs> test him tonight.
0: Hey, y'all. It's Katie here from The Bird Show. Pride unites us all, and so does Atlanta United. That's why I'm giving you the chance to win a spot in The Bird Show's Pride Night suite in celebration of Pride Month. That's right. Join me and the Bird Show crew on Sunday, June 2nd, as Atlanta United takes on the fierce rival, Charlotte FC, with kickoff at 4.30 p.m. Eastern Time. We need to beat Charlotte, so we will be loud and proud. Believe that. Oh, and by the way, did I mention Atlanta United is giving away a -a one-of-a-kind, Pride-inspired towel, plus a $5 donation to Lost and Found Youth, an Atlanta-based nonprofit that provides services to the LGBTQ plus youth, which is included with your Pride Night ticket pack. Remember, to enter for your chance to win a spot in the Bird Show's Pride Night suite, head over to thebirdshow.com. To guarantee your tickets and Pride towel, go to atlutd.com and click the promotional packs tab for more details. Can't wait to see you all there June 2nd at 4.30 p.m. Together, we are Atlanta. Atlanta United. The Bird Show.
4: All right, Abby, moving on here. When is it appropriate for one family member to introduce the new girlfriend or boyfriend to all the family?
1: Yeah, I feel like there's got to be some kind of parameters for when you should break the news that you're seeing somebody, particularly uh, when you tell your entire extended family, but not your mom or your dad. So over the weekend, my mom was in town and um, we were having a great time hanging out, you know, talking about the family and everything that's been going on with everybody, you know. Catching up, girl talk. And my mom's lucky because she gets to hear about my life all the time. I come on the show. I am contractually obligated to spill my guts on air.
6: <laughs> so if we don't talk for
1: like a couple of weeks, it's really no big deal because she gets to hear about my life and what I'm up to on the show. My brother has a very different um communication style in the sense that there's really no communication at all. And we sometimes just like don't really know what's going on in his life. I mean, it'll, go, it'll be months before we hear anything. And really the only thing me and my brother talk about is our Ninja Creamy recipes. Like sometimes he'll just send me a picture of what he's making and I'll send him a picture of what I'm making. And that's the only communication we'll have until Christmas. So... <laughs> When my mom came into town this weekend and we were hanging out, she um, was texting my aunt, her sister, about the bachelorette party that I'm going on next week with my cousin because we're planning it. And all all of a sudden she goes, my sister just said that my brother is watching college football with them with a girl. And like he introduced her to them. And we were like, what? We didn't know he was even dating somebody. And so my mom texted her back and said, what's the deal? Like, have they been going on a couple of dates? What do we know about this girl? And she said, yeah, I think they've been out a few times. She's super nice, um, kind of quiet. And that's really all she said. And we we're like, oh, so she's ugly? Like we—that's all the, the, the details we're getting. She said, no, she's a great, cute girl. And we were just shocked because we have had n- no information on his dating life. No, sometimes we'll get like a tip, like, oh, I, I went on a date with this girl, went great. Oh, I went on a date with this girl, went bad. And this time, we've heard absolutely nothing. And apparently, she has met my entire extended family in Tampa
6: <laughs> because wow. they
1: were
3: watching college football together. Did it, was it just one of those like? It wasn't, he didn't intend to introduce her, but they all just happened to be at the same place. So it happened or was there a little more like intent behind it? I get the sense that maybe him and this girl were just hanging
1: out. And my brother is very, very close with my extended family. And so college football, of course, like they're going to go watch it together. And I get the sense that she, he was like, well, let's just go watch it with my family. Um, but. You, I wouldn't just do that with somebody I've only been out with like once. It,
4: so your mom didn't know about it and you did not know about it? None of us knew okay. about this,
1: just my extended family. So let me
4: ask you this question. Um, do you think that he didn't tell you guys because he didn't want to be peppered with questions? He, It's still fairly casual, but I don't know. Maybe you, you guys hit him up more.
1: I tre- I tend to kind of keep my distance because he likes his distance and I, I don't ever want to be the overbearing sister in the sense that my mom doesn't want to be the overbearing mom. So we don't really tend to ask questions about his love life unless he offers up that information. And every now and then I will get a, a text from him where he's like, hey, I'm going through this with a girl. What do you think I should do? Like, how would you respond? And that'll happen every now and then. But... It it's not super rare to where he'll be dating someone for a while, and we will just have absolutely no idea until we take a family trip down to Tampa. And so, my question is: is like, do we
3: do we now have the right to ask him? Yeah, because you know, because mm-hmm. we know, because you know. Okay. Well, yes. let's get let's try to I wouldn't to get- make him feel bad about it. I'm trying to put because, like, as a mother of a son, and I'm putting myself in your mom's shoes. Uh, the, the other family finding out about his girlfriend before me, that would be a very tough pill to swallow. Yeah, Saturday was very interesting mm-hmm. with, with <laughs> Carrie. Okay.
4: I think we could have a very strong voice here. Um, Mo, so mm-hmm. give us the mindset here. Why would he not tell mom and sister but extend it to everybody else?
8: Uh, I've been in similar situations, and I, I certainly probably would have told my mom and sisters last. And, they would pry too if they found out. They wouldn't hesitate to do it. But I, I think it, for me, it was more so because I know how invested they become in the person that I'm dating. And so I have to, I feel more comfortable waiting to a certain point of the relationship where I'm more confident that it will be worth their investment mm-hmm. before I actually involve them with the person I'm dating. So
3: it means more to wait.
8: Yes. I, yeah. I would think of yourselves as the higher tier. Right.
4: Of acceptance.
1: Oh, Okay like he wants my approval more than he really cares about our extended family. Well, he's
4: just probably not sure there's even a conversation there yet. Okay. So rather than intro Am I getting that right? Yes, absolutely. It's
3: not that serious yet. It's, it's not, not that right.
4: serious. And when it does, then he'll have answers for you, but if he introduces you now, he doesn't feel like I'm guessing it's at that level just yet.
1: Okay, he doesn't want us to get attached. So mm. really, he was doing us a favor by keeping yep. this under wraps. Yep. All right. All right. All right. I feel better about this, and I'm sure my mom will too.
7: The Bird Show
8: <laughs> Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood Up with Abby. It's the Bird Show's entertainment buzz.
1: So now that Taylor Swift may or may not be dating Travis Kelsey, some activists are hoping that she's going to speak out against some of their Native American imagery for the Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> so a Native American activist named Rhonda Lavaldo, she's hoping that with Taylor's platform, she can eradicate the tomahawk chop, maybe even get them to rename the team name from Kansas City Chiefs to something else, and she says we uh, we remain hopeful that an outside influence like Miss Swift could be an ally for us in moving the conversation forward on why the chop is a racist act to us. That hand gesture is synchronized racism. We implore Miss Swift to take the time to understand our perspective and the scientific and psychological research into the harm to youth
3: and communities caused by such behavior. I mean, man, talk about the pressure. She just went to a game to root somebody on, Jeez. and now they're putting this on her shoulders? Well, yeah, you can politicize it anything. Unfair. You can politicize anything, man.
4: Yeah. So if this is really your passion, so you're going to attach to it because now you feel like there's sort of room for discussion. Uh-huh. So, But that's a lot of pressure for her. You're right, just yeah. showing up to a game. Uh, <laughs> I didn't sign up for this.
3: Yeah, and I mean, by all means, pursue what... Um, But Pursue what you're passionate about and what you want to change, but I don't even know if guilt's the right word, but by forcing your interest onto somebody else and making it also their platform, it it feels, and putting it in the media, it it feels unfair to me. I I agree with you, and that's why I actually think this was just a way to get rooting for Taylor
1: Swift and Travis Kelsey, (laughs) but... Some of his fans are not too happy with his choice of his new lady. So Travis's last two girlfriends have been black women. He dated a woman named Maya from his show Catching Kelsey and a broadcast journalist slash influencer named Kayla Nicole. Both gorgeous women, by the way. I was looking at his roster of women that he's dated. I was like, Travis, he's
6: got a good
4: lineup. He's not a bad looking dude either.
3: He's, he's not, And he's, you know, he's an NFL player. Yeah. Yeah. And, he, he makes, and he makes a lot of money.
4: And for you. He's tall. He's
1: he's so tall. I saw him standing (laughs) next to Taylor Swift, and she's like 5'11". He's 6'5". He made her look so small. (laughs) She would look like a small girl. Anyway, the Atlanta Black Star is reporting that some of Kelsey's female fans are upset that he's now dating a white woman. A couple of the tweets said he had to go back to his roots. Another person said, let him have his vanilla bean. (laughs) Let him have his vanilla bean. He is going to be... a new song in one year.
8: Watch for it. I think it's ridiculous. You should be able to date whoever you want. Right. But I do think it's funny that he did change his look up with, right, depending on who he was dating. Is that right? Yes. yes. When he was dating the black woman, he had earrings. He had the buzz cut. <laughs> he had waves. He was, like, fresh to the nines. And he went back to the top, thick mustache. <laughs> the, oh, yeah, it's funny. Uh, the, the outfit that
4: he was wearing out, out of the stadium, did you see that one? Like, it's mm-hmm. almost like it was a white canvas and somebody had, like, thrown blue paint on it. <laughs> yeah.
3: It just has like a little bit of a tie dye look to it. Yeah, did it? Yes.
4: Okay. It gave me a headache. It was interesting. (laughs) I was like looking for, I thought it was a 3D painting. I was looking for something in it. (laughs) A dolphin to jump out at you?
1: (laughs) He did look good, though. I will say the man's got some swag. He always looks nice every time I see him photograph before his games. But I will say uh, he has some major riz off the court because I heard a little rumor that he cleared out an entire restaurant just so he could have an after party for the game to, you know, entertain Miss Swift and his other teammates.
4: Here's the problem with that, though, is... He didn't do it beforehand, so there were people in the restaurant, from what I understand. And they kicked the people out of the restaurant but, but that were they, eating.
1: They did pay for that for their meals. Oh, They're they like, did?
3: "Listen, I know it's eight p.m. We have a hard close. You got to get out of here." But everything's paid for. <laughs> <laughs> um, and when you're dating somebody as high profile as Taylor Swift. Your old interviews are going to come back to haunt you. Mm-hmm.
4: Oh, yeah. And he did a reality TV show, right, about dating?
3: Yeah. Well, there was an, and I can't remember who it was for. Is um,
1: this the Watch What Happens Live one? Yes. So this one really rubbed me the wrong way. So Travis went on Watch What Happens Live with Andy Cohen when uh, he was doing promotion. I know. I don't know. It really rubbed me the wrong way. So he was doing promotion for Catching Kelsey, which was like his Bachelor-style show. Not quite the same quality, but kind of the same thing. And Ramona Singer, who's one of the Housewives... Asked him uh, something about when, when should a woman sleep with you
3: when you're dating, and he said if he if she doesn't sleep with me after three dates, I'm gonna have some questions. And there's certain favors that if he doesn't receive, he's gonna kick you to the curb.
6: Yeah. Whoa. Well,
4: if I look as good as Travis Kelsey, I would expect it in the first three dates, also. <laughs>
6: <laughs> right. you looking can like this it.
4: Like, no. looking like this, I go for three years.
7: <laughs> he goes for three days.
1: I don't know. It made me feel a little icky. He but anyway, Tori Lanes, he's got a message for us from prison. It's on your next ebuzz on the bird show.
7: The Bird Show.
4: One thing I have always admired about Mo is that he is just a solid, solid family dude and a great older brother, protective older brother, always in touch, and that is about you turn
8: (laughs) (laughs) exactly that I I think this might be the first time ever that I've felt like I'm completely out of the loop in my family and it may be my fault and it's it's ironic because it's kind of in the same vein of what you were talking about earlier Abby on when is the right time to tell your family that you are dating someone and so this uh, started when I don't know if you guys remember but I came on and told y'all that my uh, middle sister is was dating someone and I had no idea which That was already kind of shocking to me, and I wasn't sure how to feel about it. But I kind of got it. Because in her life, I have been the overprotective brother. Mm -hmm. So I I saw it as maybe she didn't think it was time or the relationship had developed enough for her to even bring it to me. That's kind of how I took it. It sounds like the same rules apply for you as they did for Abby's brother that she was telling us us about earlier. Exactly that. So the only thing that kind of threw me a little bit was that they were already at the point of traveling the world together, like leaving the country, going from place to place. And I didn't even know the dude's name yet. So I went to my dad and was like, is it just me? He was like, nope, I don't know him either. <laughs> oh. I was like, and, and your dad's a cop. Yeah, right? So, I didn't take it personally, or at least I tried not to, not to make it about me. I figured whenever she decided to come talk to me about him, she would, and if she didn't, she wouldn't, and it was what it was. And So you don't of,
3: feel like once you do know he exists that you can reach out and be like, yo, tell me about this new guy? So,
8: that's where I was kind of torn, right? And Abby, you asked earlier if you should do that, and so, because I know I have the reputation of being <laughs> <laughs> brother. I was like, I am going to take her not coming to me as a sign that she either doesn't want to or she's not ready to, and I'm not going to force it. So I didn't. I let it go. Now, that was a few months back now, of which I've kind of tried to just put it in the back of my mind and move on. So ironically, I get a phone call last week as I'm sitting around with Katie and a friend of mine, and it's my mom. And my mom is like, hey, Reese, um, I need you to come home. Or you don't have to, but if you can. So I'm like, okay, when? And she goes, Monday. So I'm like, mom, who asked somebody to come home on a Monday? I can't come home on a Monday. And she's like, well, I know, but it's last minute, and it's the only day that we can kind of make this work because your sister is moving. Now, as this conversation is progressing, for like the first five to ten minutes of the conversation, I didn't think much of it because I thought she was referring to my baby sister who still lives at home with my parents. And she's been trying to move out of the house for years. So my first thought was a happy thought. Like, oh, great. She's finally got it. got it together. She's moving out on her own. This is awesome. I may not be able to make it on Monday, but I can certainly make it on one of the weekends so that we can all celebrate as a family. And she's like, well, it's fine if you can't, because eventually I'm going to have to move to California to help her move in anyway. So I said move or just no move. She gonna move. Wow. Okay. That that was my reaction. Yeah. Like, California, Colorado?
6: Well, is that, is that, that, is must that a be, city that you do not know It must,
8: must be a city I'm <laughs> unfamiliar with. And she's like, no, she's moving to California. So I'm like, wait, my baby sister's moving to California? She said, no, we're talking about your other sister. I said, whoa, <laughs> wait, wait, what? She's moving where? She's like, yeah, she's moving to California. With her boyfriend. Whoa. I said, okay. Uh, alright okay. I'm going to make that fight. Okay. <laughs> now I'm going to have to make this happen. So, I didn't know how to feel. I mean, I'm happy for her, I think.
3: You wish you she, you would have heard from her? That she was making like these big life moves? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
8: But I don't want to make it about me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So, I'm like, okay, maybe this is partially my fault. Maybe I was a little too hard on her when we were younger. And... I I might have closed that door of allowing her to feel like it was okay to come to me about a situation that maybe doesn't look the best on paper because I can look at it and see how she would feel as a sister. My brother not going to go for this. He's not going to be happy about it. He hasn't met the guy. He barely knows the guy. We haven't known each other that long and I'm packing up to move to a different state with him. Yeah, I'm a little uncomfortable with that, but I would have, I believe, I would like to believe that in my growth, I would have kind of (laughs) hit it a little bit and kept it to myself.
4: While I do love the idea of you looking at yourself and your role in this, let me just throw this in here also. Is it possible she just didn't want to hear the truth, which is what you would have spit on her for sure? His truth. His truth.
3: Not the truth. The truth. A-truth.
8: A-truth. It's someone's truth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think that's a part of it. Because I, I think that's what you probably... She probably feels as if she would have got that from me and my dad. Mm-hmm. So she probably was a little more comfortable going to the women in the family. Mm-hmm. So it kind of just left me and my dad on the outside. Of which... I mean, I've taken it in stride. It is what it is. I I just don't really know how to move as an older brother now. Do I, do I say something? Do I not mm. say anything? Do I let it play out?
3: You congratulate her. Have you congratulated her?
8: Well, I don't even feel like... She knows that I know, so I don't even know if I'm supposed to really know because I didn't what, hear from her. Did you ask
3: your mom if you were supposed to know? And Is she allowed to know that you know?
8: Wait, he's, at, well,
4: hold on a second. We're talking about a sister moving states to California with a dude that he doesn't know and dad doesn't know. I mean, before she moves, there's, it, it would make sense to have a
5: conversation. No, it uh-huh. wouldn't because Mo is her brother. And as her older brother, what? I totally understand you look out for your siblings. Yeah. He's not her father. There's no and conversation it, to be is had. is an adult? It's She's not an like adult. He,
4: it's not like she has to go through him for approval, but, I mean, as a brother that's been
8: tight, it seems oh, to me... Oh, telling
3: him yes. Oh, yeah,
8: yeah, yeah.
5: yeah. Okay,
6: yeah,
8: yeah. I misunderstood. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, I think the, fi- the family dynamics might be very different, because in our family, that's normally how it goes down. Mm-hmm. I mean, we all grew up together. If I were to, uh, to date a woman and I was so serious to where I was moving the state with, her, I certainly would have mm-hmm. ran it by my sisters, not for approval, but... This was going on in my life, yeah. what do you think, type thing. Yeah. Absolutely. But for me, I felt like, and maybe I'm taking it wrong, but to me, it feels it felt like a clear message. That mm-hmm. if I didn't hear it from her, then she doesn't want to talk to me about it. Has your mom met this dude? Yes, I, be- I believe. And your sisters have met this dude. Yes. And
3: you've met him, right?
8: No, I've not met you've him. You've
3: never met
6: him.
8: I've not met him. I don't know his name. I don't know his Whoa. background. I don't know anything. Like, oh. anything. I know. I know his age. That's all I know. And he's older. That's all I know. Hmm. So I just, I I don't know. I just yeah. don't know how to feel about it. I feel uneasy about it, too. But, at, you know, and
4: look, uh, quite honestly, family is not my strong point, <laughs> the way I grew up. But uh, in looking at your healthy relationship with okay. your family, it certainly seems to me like you. Sh- if everybody else in the family knows, you should be able to pick up the phone mm-hmm. and go, can you tell me about this, dude?
3: So my brother and I have a tight relationship, right? Um, and I, we end up finding a lot about each other's lives through our mom just because we talk to her more than we talk to each other. And Makes that's sense. just a given, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but if if I were to get news like this from my mom about my brother, right? Um, and we also know that about our mom, like... If something happens, she gonna spill the tea. <laughs> it, ain't, it ain't staying in the pot, right? right? Um, so I would hit up my brother and be like, "Hey, I heard you're moving to California. That's so exciting. Would love to hear more about it. Ca- ca- you know, mm-hmm. call me so we can catch up whenever." Okay. And I wouldn't even bring the dude into it. I would just talk. Like, that's a really big monumental moment for her to move to another state. So I would I would 100% hit my brother up and ask him about
4: you that. you getting ghosted by your sister. No, <laughs> no
6: you're not. That's what's so, She's
5: amazing. She's, she's got a lot of shoes to pack. Uh-huh. And so, yeah. and a lot of furniture to figure busy,
8: out. Busy, 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 busy. busy.
5: <laughs> I'd be hurt if I were you, but I think Kristen's right. A quick phone call could probably put this to, mm. to us. Okay. It's
7: the Burt Show. The Burt
4: What a day it was yesterday. All of us, shoulder to shoulder, diaper to diaper, taking a a picture together. Cheek to cheek. And, you know, Kristen, for maximum embarrassment, we could have taken this picture uh, yesterday, which Kristen will explain more in just a second. We could have done it in any one of the studios. Uh, In any one of the empty offices here at at corporate that aren't occupied on any given day, could have done it. Lot to choose from. Lot to choose from, Uh, Mo. uh Uh-huh. No, no, not Kristen. Has to go out in the parking lot where everybody can see us going in and going out. Out of the building. Oh,
3: well, I was already feeling daggers when I was like, no, you can't wear leggings underneath your diaper. And then when I was like, all right, where are we going? I'm like, all right, everybody outside. <laughs> and everybody's like, what? We're doing what? Outside? I'm like, yes. Helping mamas drove their van here, the van that they use to deliver diapers to families and babies in need. The van is downstairs. We're taking our picture in our diapers downstairs in front of the van.
4: Well, we could have taken it in the van.
6: <laughs>
4: and <been> sheltered <laughs> also.
6: And then, of course,
3: we were taking it in direct sunlight, and I was worried about people's faces, so I made everybody go around the backside of the van so we could take one in the shade. And then I was like, you know what? We might as well turn around and show off our bootay. So we we had to do a butt shot, too.
4: <laughs> Either way, getting uh, away from the vanity, you guys did an amazing oh job. Gosh. Yeah, we took a picture, which was sort of embarrassing. It was over in, like, five minutes. You guys did the heavy lifting on this thing again. And, and it's it's important, and you made an impact.
3: Yes, which is why I wanted to, one more time, um, thank you guys for your donations to Helping Mamas. And I thought, what better person to have on the air than Jamie Lackey. She is the founder and CEO of Helping Mamas, And they're the ones behind the Helping Mamas Challenge to fill the warehouse, to collect 300,000 diapers. So, um, Jamie, what did you think when you Hmm. saw the Burt Show fam had raised or donated 52,304 diapers? Oh, my gosh, you guys.
2: (laughs) I was so blown away. Uh, Stephanie texted me and was like, Jamie, it's 52,000 diapers. (laughs) I was like, no way. This is not even possible. Your listeners are phenomenal you all are phenomenal I just I'm so speechless you said come on the show and paint the picture I'm like I can't I'm speechless
3: there's no (laughs) words for this so what can 52,304 diapers do for the 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 moms you help
2: you know, it does so much. And one of the things I like to say
3: is, you know, it's so much more than this diaper, right?
2: Like it's so much more than what one diaper can do for them. It's it's being seen and heard and feeling part of the community, right? Like you're going through some hard times and all of us, they're all going through hard times. It's worse now than it's ever been financially for so many folks. and And it's tough. And to be surrounded by a community, a community like yours in particular, gives them hope and it gives them the chance to know that they're going to get through this hard time. And it gives their kids in child care. It gets them to work. Um, without diapers, you can't go to child care. Without child care, you can't work. So it gets their one more foot in front of you. The other than one more foot, their foot in front of each other one more day, one more day to keep going. And it's just, it's powerful what you're doing and it's powerful what you're letting them
3: do. Now, and I like I said, I just, I really wanted you guys to realize the impact, um, whether, you know, no matter how many diapers you donated, every single one makes a difference. And um, Jamie, just, I, I love your organization. I'm so glad we were able to help and I just really wanted to have you on so our listeners who contributed know what an impact pack they made.
2: Yeah, You guys are amazing. We're so grateful. Thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. You're just incredible.
4: I feel like we're a little bit like Taylor Swift a couple of years ago when everybody used to make fun of her. When she would win award after award after award and she'd be shocked every time. Like, oh my god, I can't believe I'm getting another award. <laughs> every time we ask you guys to do something, oh you gosh. step up and we're still shocked every time that you do it.
3: I, and this one, y'all didn't <laughs> just step up. like You li- you blew away the goal. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, yeah. and If, if people want to know more, Jamie, about what you guys do. Where can they go? Helpingmamas.org and Mamas is M-A-M-A-S. And is it true that um, 52,000 diapers, that's going to end up helping 2,000 babies? 2,000. Yes, ma'am. Absolutely.
4: And do all of those stay in Georgia or Mm. is that a national thing or...
2: No, I'll stay right here in Georgia. Oh, that's
4: great. yeah oh, That's really great. Well, we are glad to help out. We were forced to help out, but we're glad I we know, did. <laughs> forced I, str-
3: I strong armed everybody into a diaper. But you know, we, were, I,
7: we were voluntold.
6: voluntold. <laughs> 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 I like that, Tommy. That is exactly like that. right. Well,
3: thank you for coming on, Jamie. And we are we're just we're more than happy that uh, that we could we could help you guys out. And uh do we look forward to doing it again next year? Uh,
5: <laughs> I'm coming it's with some. it got to da- be another way.
6: <laughs>
4: <laughs> it's be. I will tell you this, that I have not skipped leg day in two
3: weeks. <laughs> Dude, your quads were looking tight. Yeah,
4: that, that's all because of this okay. right here, okay? <laughs> all right, Jamie, take care. We will be in touch soon, okay?
2: All right, thanks, guys.
4: Take care. All right, fifty-two thousand diapers helping two thousand oh kids around Georgia. Thank you all so so much. Y'all kick some serious booty. All right, Jackson came our new phone screener.
7: Dang near hit the lottery over the weekend. It wasn't me. It was not me. This is this is a story that I can tell, but it was not me. It was actually my girlfriend. Um, so we decided to go to the Atlanta United game uh-huh. this past Saturday. And did Messi play? Messy did not, <laughs> which was known. Um, and it was my girlfriend's first time going to an Atlanta United game, first time at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Oh, wow. So it was like a very exciting, exciting time. Um, we showed up to the game. First half was phenomenal. We got to see, I think it was like 2 1 by the end of the half. Isn't
4: it super fun? Like, even Mm -hmm. if you don't know, I keep telling people if you know nothing about soccer or nothing about sports, just getting caught up in the excitement because these fans are nutty. They really Mm -hmm. are nutty.
7: The energy there is really something crazy. And that, like, that section with all, like, the flags waving and all, like, the chants and stuff. Staying up the whole game. Exactly. It's such a fun time. People doing the wave. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) yeah, That was was, (laughs) us. We we got (laughs) it (laughs) done. And so, So at halftime we were like, okay, let's go grab some food, maybe some drinks. And so, you know, we leave our seats and we noticed that they had set up right outside of our section, a like golf simulator area Mm -hmm. where they have like these hitting bays where you essentially you hit a golf ball off of turf into like a projector screen basically. And the big headline on it was hole in one for $65,000. And there's this long line of people that are waiting to just, you know, take a shot at hitting a hole in one on this, you know, screen simulator um, to win some money. Right. And so my girlfriend and I are avid golfers. And so we're like, well, you know, it's worth a shot. Right. Like we may as well give it a try. So is it costing you anything to give it a shot? Nope. Nothing? It's free. Okay. Free to try. Right. So um, I grab us some drinks. She's waiting in line for us. I get back over there and we're, you know, next up in line and she's like going first. There's a decent crowd around us. So there's like, you know, some pressure on the shot. You only get one chance at it. Right. And so um, I'm wanna like whiff it, man. Exactly, exactly. And so I'm holding like she's taking off like all of her rings and like giving <laughs> me like all of her stuff to hold. <laughs> and she steps up there first and she takes, you know, she picks a club out from the bag. And um, the first shot that she hits was pure as could possibly be but the sensor didn't register oh. yeah. and I was like man that looked really good <laughs> and so the guy's like oh you have to put the ball like right here like in a different area and she's like okay cool so I'm like man that like looked really good so she lines up again and she hits her second shot and this ball is tracking exactly <laughs> towards the hole the entire way and like you can feel the energy and excitement like everyone's going like go 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 and people are freaking out it lands on the front side of the green and it's rolling tracking directly towards the hole is everybody just losing their minds mind everyone's, right now? Going, it's rolling? everyone's going crazy and like right before this I had asked the guy like has anyone actually won this and he was like yeah just last year someone had won this and so the ball is traveling and trickling right towards the hole, and it stops literally like six inches no. to the right. I know, and everyone was just going bananas, and I was like, it, it was like one of the most exciting things ever, and then I was like, now I have to follow this up, and I have to hit
6: now. <laughs>
7: Were you even close after that? My line was really good, but it was short. <laughs> <laughs> and it was for 66000 It was $66,000 towards a, a new
6: Mercedes, Damn, because it's oh, like sponsored so by okay. Mercedes-Benz. All right. um, it's the Burt Show. The Burt Show.